How dare you? How dare you? He put the cheese on the cracker. Keys to success, pray before the end. <laughs> Hamp and OB. I know what I'm talking about, and the gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Hamp and OB Show starts now. Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Andy Mazur alongside the guys, and I cannot believe what we just saw. The Bears actually came back to win a football game without scoring a touchdown. 12-10, to the final over the Minnesota Vikings. In a game that set the game back, uh, what, about 20, 15 years? Ed, which, which you just saw, that destroys the word. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's, it, it is like it's impossible. Two teams could not play this bad. Okay? It's impossible. And that just they just destroyed the word impossible. NASA wants their money back. <laughs> you know, oh, hey, uh, the MVP, my yeah, yeah, God. On. Oh my goodness. You know, hey, <laughs> you, hey, you I, know, Troy Aikman said it best right at the very end. He said, Well, somehow, some way, this checks a lot of boxes, OB. First win against a winning team for Eberflus. First win against the division. It could not have been uglier. But at the end of the day, four field goals <laughs> brings home a victory, and yeah. and you know you you got you just got to give uh, Justin Fields a lot of credit after the uh, two fumbles in the fourth quarter. I mean, he had goat written all over him, and somehow, some way, he hung around long enough to make one big throw to his best player, and it gets us a, a victory. Congratulations to the Bears. Uh, I can't be. As wonderful and as positive <laughs> as you did, because I don't know what the hell you were watching, but I'll tell you what. I, oh my God, how pathetic! You, we can't even. This is no like, team can score a touchdown. It's uh, it is beyond belief. A team wins a game in the year twenty twenty three with three quarters of the season basically gone. And wins a game without scoring a touchdown? Yeah, there you go. Hey, it was a preseason game. And, and it counts. Folks, you <laughs> You know, I think I heard I think I heard a stat. I don't know if you guys heard it before you came down to the studio, but teams that didn't score a touchdown were 0 and twenty eight before this game. Or over the last twenty eight, I guess. Well they weren't playing Joshua Dobbs. Who uh gifted four four interceptions. Four interceptions. Folks, I mean you can't make this stuff up. And and you know, credit the Bears' defense, even despite Justin Fields fumbling twice in the fourth quarter, the defense held held on and and kept us in the game. And you know, good things happen. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero is our phone number. We have plenty of time to chat with you. We're going to be on the air till twelve thirty this morning. So three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. There's a lot to unpack about this one. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a win. But Ob, as you pointed out, there's a lot to uh, kind of dissect from the, the from the other side of the coin as well. My God, Andy, I, 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 this 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 uh, <clears throat> Chicago Bear team, uh, the ones that we've had here under these last two head coaches, I tell you what, folks, I'm I, I'm absolutely, I have no concept, absolutely no idea how a team can go from last year to this year. And 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 not improve, and not improve, and all you do is basically lose games. You you and you find new ways 
from week to week to lose games, and and this coaching staff, and and I, I take issue with what Eberflus said earlier at, at halftime in this game. He said, "Was it a lot of adversity?" Yeah, eh, they've gone through a lot of adversity. Yeah, one of them, buddy boy, is you, you and your staff. We win a football game in the last seconds without scoring a touchdown. Three quarters of through a year of football, and we can't even score a touchdown against a six and five team. Got to be kidding me, Danny. Four and eight is all I know. And again, you just you shake your head. You know, just like Detroit did not deserve to win last week. Well, Minnesota looked like they were going to win this game, and they didn't deserve it. From the opening kickoff, we were more physical. We played a better brand of football. Yeah, we made a lot of mistakes. We didn't score a touchdown. But the way it's set up will be we had more points at the final gun than they did. And that's, that's right. all that matters. And, that's exactly correct. And man. again, yes, and, absolutely. And this wasn't some, you know, Carolina team that was one and nine or whatever. This was a six and five football team that had every belief that they were going to beat us and be right in the middle of the playoff picture. Now they're on the outside looking in. And there were some numbers that I was going to go through tonight, uh, courtesy of Kevin Fishman of The Athletic, about the Bears and how pathetic they are when they were trailing in a game by one score and their final possession. This was only the second time they've gotten into the red zone and the very first time that they've scored a point under Matt Eberflus in those situations. But hey, they got it done somehow, some way, and it's what were a twelve ten win. Of the other times, how many times was it? Twelve times. It was. Uh, it was twelve other times. They had twelve times. They had a shot at it. They had five interceptions, four lost fumbles, three turnovers on downs. So uh, they, they had to get into field goal range, and they couldn't do it six times. And once they did, one time they had their last snap in the red zone. Previous to tonight, it, 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 as you said, Ob, it's it, it's a game that sets the NFL back years and years. It's what I said. <laughs> yeah, this this game, folks. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I really I I don't know where to go with it. I uh, you, you like to try to be positive about the Bears because we finally won a game and we finally beat uh, a team basically that had a winning record. They were six and five, Minnesota. Uh, we and finally we beat somebody in our own division and what now? Basically, almost two two years. Two years, almost almost to the date. Almost to the date, yeah. folks. We can beat anybody in our division, and 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 here we go. We we won a game, and you people saw tonight, and we won a game four quarters against the six and five team. Okay, that that they're not eight and two. Okay, or or ten and one, whatever have you. Okay, my God, and you can't not score a touchdown again with what some people think is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> we didn't need franch- to. A franchise this, a franchise that. This, this is, I got words, but I can't use them on the air. Please don't. you got to be Please kidding don't. me, folks. Oh, my God, Danny. 
<laughs> well, the Bears get the win, 12 to 10. The final, 312-981-7200 is our phone number. We'll take a timeout. We're going to get to your phone calls. We've got plenty of time, so uh, uh, use that phone wisely, 312-981-7200. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears win! A minute six left. One-point game. Fields lets it go. DJ Moore has it down inside the 15. And the biggest throw of the night at the biggest time for Justin Fields. 36 yards to set up Chicago. Play clock at four. Good snap. Good hold. Good kick. Bears are back on top with 10 seconds to go. Courtesy of ESPN as the Bears get the win. You heard that pass from Justin Fields to DJ Moore covered 36 yards. That's our game-changing moment. It is sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Maryville. That was the longest play from scrimmage by either team, and it yeah. came late in the fourth quarter. And Absolutely, and it's the first time. Yeah, over 30 yards. All day long, you could have been going downfield on this team all day long, and we never did it. You got Mooney, you got Moore, you got Komet. There are so many post patterns and different patterns that you could have ran today. I'm excuse me, tonight, and we never went anywhere. We never went anywhere, and we're just through the grace of the Chicago football gods. Let's call it. <laughs> we finally win a game, and we finally beat somebody in our division, and we finally win a game, basically, in like two years. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. It's time to head to the phones. 312-981-7200. Leading us off is Mark in Broadview. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to talk about, you know, Pittsburgh had uh, got rid of their, they fired their offensive coordinator. Okay, I want to talk about Getsy. And we got a guy, we can't even score a touchdown in four quarters. And he, he had a game where they only had, like, one yard of offense. And he still has a job. I, 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 I just I can't believe it. And we're supposed to take the North? Mark? The only thing we're going to take is the North Pole. Right. I agree with you. I agree with Thanks, you. Thanks, Mark. We were sitting there. I was talking to Dan and Andy, and we're looking at the game. And I don't know, it was, like, I think late in the third quarter, Andy, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said – Now, I I don't think – have we thrown a ball over 20 or 30 yards to anybody, to one of our three top receivers? We we never went downfield, folks. We never tested the waters. How could you not run a fly pattern, a deep post pattern, crossing ends? How is it possible in four quarters – excuse me, almost four quarters of football, you don't even test the waters? you got to be kidding me. And we've (laughs) – a touchdown? Come on. Well, in the way the game played out, Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator of Minnesota, early in this game, he was relentless, blitzing, blitzing, blitzing. And, you know, Justin Fields, he was getting the ball out, but it was all the horizontal stuff that you love, OB, the speed screens. And some were good, some were bad. At the end of the day, in the fourth quarter... I hate those speed screens. I know. I know. Don't you dare go there and mention my name. But late in the game, Brian Flores, he inexplicably, he backed off. He went three-man line the first three plays. Then he went with the conventional four-man rush, 
and our offensive line, which had been blocking dummies for three quarters, actually started manning up a little bit, and they gave Justin time on that one pass down the right. field to DJ Moore. Why he just? Why he didn't come with five? Why he didn't blitz one uh, either the middle linebacker or a safety blitz on that last play? Why he didn't do it? I have absolutely no idea. If I was the owner of that team, I would come in, Vikings, and I would say, guess what, pal? That door is unlocked. Keep walking. Well, he thought that he had cowered, you know, getsy enough to where he would not be going downfield, and he was trying to keep everybody in position to play those quick, you know, outs to the speed screen. How did these guys? rally to the ball. And it, it blew up in his face. You know what? To the Bears' credit. To our listeners, and even to anybody, how is it, folks, that this coaching staff – there's, there's 24 on this team. There was 26, okay? There was 26, and two got fired for whatever. And so we have 24 coaches and a head coach. Okay, 25 people. How is it that in a game, and it's not only this game, it's other games, how is it that we can't have a pattern to go downfield in a passing game? How is that possible? How, how is that absolutely possible that you cannot draw up a play over 20 yards, 25 over 30 yards in four quarters of football. How's it possible? I, th- I think Getsy left one of his play sheets back at the hotel. Well, I think it was fear. And, yeah. you know, that's what it was. It was just all about fear, not wanting to, you know, keep him in the pocket and let him get mauled. So that's that was the game plan. And guess what? It found a way to win. 312-981-7200 out to Michigan City. We say to John. John, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, OB and, and Danimo. I've been wanting to call you guys for a long time, but what I don't understand tonight was that I'm a Bears fan. I've been a Bear I'm seventy two years old and I've been a Bears fan all my life. But Minnesota gave this game to the Bears. I do not understand why in the early part of the third quarter they go for it on fourth and seven and one possession, then another time on fourth and three where they can give the Bears super terrific field position against a team that only was able to score three points before the half when they got – Two turnovers, and then late in the in the first half, Minnesota ties the game. And it, you know, I I it, I, I, I just watched this game, and I'm thinking, I couldn't believe there's a there's a coach in the NFL that is worse than Everflus. <laughs> there is he's horrible. <laughs> hey, but John, I'll tell you exactly why they felt obliged to go on fourth down. No respect. There you go. That's they, the, that is the answer. That's the answer. They were not scared of what they were seeing from the Bears' offense, and they like it doesn't matter. We'll stop them anyway. So if we don't, you know, convert, we're going to get the ball back anyway. That's the way they were thinking, but it kind of blew up on the on them later in the game when the Bears, you know, were, were able to uh, you know make a play on fourth down. Let's go back out to the phones. Bob in Austin, Texas. Bob, we got about a minute for your comment here, so go right ahead. Yeah, good evening. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I, I was looking at the some of the stats of the year to date, which 
confirms what we've been observing game after game uh, for the past you know year and a half with the coaching staff. And on offense, real quick, the Bears are at the bottom of the league in uh, net passing yards per game, 184 per game. And they're also on the bottom of the league in pass attempts per game. And they're also at the bottom of the league in uh, being sacked. But what's what's really disturbing is that you know the Bears are don't throw the ball as much as the average football team, but the Fields is leading the league in interceptions. So you're you're throwing the ball less than other teams, but you're having higher amount of interceptions. That indicates really bad uh, quarterback play and bad decision making. So you know what we see is Getsy, he just continues to run the same game, call the same plays week after week, and they never make any adjustments or change to address these chronic issues that they have with, with their passing offense. It's really, really frustrating. Bob, Bob thank you. Absolutely. You're spot on. You're spot on. And that started from game one. Game one. We weren't prepared to win. And it's gone from game to game. And what you see from game to game is how pathetic this coaching staff is. If you're a true fan of football and, and, and you, you have some idea of, of offense and defense and what capabilities and whatever have you. But I'll tell you what, this coaching staff, they're probably all nice guys, wonderful guys. But I'll tell you what, there is no way that they can bring this coaching staff back. None. No way. We can't score touchdowns. We can't do anything. We won a football game because of a field goal kicker. And the luck of the draw when it came to the bounce of the ball. 312-981-7200 is our number. If you're on hold, please stay there. If you are sitting at home and want to talk, give us a call. 312-981-7200, the Before number. When we come back, Andy, I want to, I want to talk about when that Eberflus challenged. You got it. We'll do that. Uh, 12 to 10. The Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Everybody up and coming after Fields. He's got Komet, and Komet's got the first down. Inside the 20, and now inside the 15. Courtesy of ESPN, Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears win 12 to 10. And again, they did not score a touchdown in, but they have finally won a game inside the division, first time in the last 13 games. They're now 1-12 in their last 13 against the division. All right, time now for the Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game. It is sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. It's time to sip it, flip it, or smooth it. Thank you very much. There you go, over the rocks. Exactly right. All right, right, my Bonehead Play of the Game is not by a Bear player, thankfully. It was by... The opponent, quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. It wasn't his first interception or his second or his third or fourth. It was later in the game, in the fourth quarter, Kyler Gordon had Madison on a like a deep uh, 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 double move, and he fell down, and all Dobbs had to do is hit him with the ball, and he throws it out of bounds. That somehow... Uh, was my bonehead play of the, the game. All you got to do is just throw it anywhere, and he threw it out of bounds. Well, I, I, I'm, mine is right on our head coach, okay? 
So one of his assistant coaches, genius coaches, that, that is up in the uh, up in the booth upstairs, you know, on, on top of the stadium. So he obviously he called down the Eberflus and told him, and that was on the challenge flag. The challenge, yeah, the challenge, which at the time was the longest completion of the night. You're right. And what we saw, and he saw it, Dan and I yep. saw it. The, he went on that. His hand was underneath the ball. We're on the 18th floor down here in Chicago watching it, and we seen his left hand was under the ball when it came and hit under the, on the ground. Okay? So they call him down. They throw out the challenge. He loses the challenge. And lucky it didn't come to bite him in the backside at the end of the game. Why? Because they lose the timeout. Yeah, and it almost came into uh, into play there toward the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. Exactly right. Again, those are the Bonehead plays of the game, sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at curveballwhiskey.com. And, and, OB, we were talking during the break about uh, you know you guys both playing in games where there was no touchdowns. I went back and looked it up, OB, the week 14 of the 1962 season. Detroit Lions. You guys shut out the Lions 3 nothing. 3 to nothing, folks. And I remember that, uh, Andy and Dan. And that was the toughest game I ever played in in my entire life. We went down to the nub to the last second, and it was a fist fight the entire four quarters. Three to nothing, we won a football game. And you talk about a cold day and a hard day. Hmm. And Detroit had a pretty good football team, too, by the way. And OB wanted to fire the offensive coordinator on both teams <laughs> afterwards. You had, you had a game, too, didn't you? 6-3 against yeah. the uh, the Packers. We won uh, 79 here in Chicago. All it right. happens. It does. 12-10. The Bears get the win over the Vikings tonight. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number. And for this for this team. Okay, right now. And, and again, you know, we got this was like the six, with six games left to go uh, tonight. And, and, and we won a football game, and we didn't score a touchdown. Uh, we didn't score a touchdown. I mean, I, I don't know. Did we even come close to scoring a touchdown, Danny? I mean, you, uh, folks, you, not really. No. You know, down but, at the very end, you know, we didn't need to. We you were get, down in the red yeah, zone. Finally. These coaches are being paid. Our head coach is making millions. So is Getzy. And hundreds and hundreds of thousands these coaches are making. And you mean to tell me we're playing a team that's won six and lost five games, and we go up there, we win a game by scoring 12 points without scoring a touchdown, and this is the National Football League? <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah. Hey, hey, real Come quick. Come on. Bob, you called and you said Justin Fields is leading the league in interceptions. No. The leader is Josh Allen and Sam Howell of uh, Washington. They got 12. Justin is t- uh, only six interceptions. Right. 12 touchdowns. All right. To get that uh, set, 312-981-7200 to Ashton in Chicago. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Ashton. Hey, guys. First time caller. uh, Still a high school guy. I think my first recollection of being a Bears fan was that 2018 Bears team with the double doink. I think that a highlight of that team was Eddie Jackson. We look at Eddie now. He's just blowing coverage after coverage. Even today, TJ Hawkinson over the middle for the touchdown. I just want to ask you guys, what do you guys think Eddie's future with the team is going to look like? There is none. Every coverage. There is none. And, Fashion, and, thanks. And, and I got to tell you, Elijah Hicks, I think, is a better player. 
but they're paying Eddie fourteen million. So guess what? They're going to play him. All that being said, I could break tape down with you game after game when he was back and, and somewhat so-called healthy. He doesn't hit nobody. He he got ragdolled on that on that touchdown tonight. But play after play after play, as you said, he's blowing coverages. He's late to the cutoff spot. He's just he's not a good player. And unfortunately, you know, it's compounded by the fact he won't tackle nobody. He doesn't hit nobody. Sometimes he'll throw his shoulder in. Most of the time, he avoids contact. It's mind-blowing what he gets away with on the football field. Ashton, I'll tell you what's a little bit more mind-blowing. Ashton, he makes, 14, Dan mentioned, he makes $14 million. So there's 17 games. So what, what he's actually making, he's making just shy of a million dollars a game. A million just shy of a million dollars a game. And the guy half the time takes scared to death pills. 312-981-7200 is the number. We've got a minute or so here before we have to hit our next break. Let's go out to Battle Creek, Michigan. Say out to Vlad. Vlad, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, fellas. How you doing today? Um, I want to talk to you guys about the... Uh... You know, the penalties, man. Like, I think we had too many penalties this game. The game after that. And the game, the game. you know, a couple weeks ago, just the Panthers is just enough's enough, man. Uh, what, what can we do to execute on these uh, these penalties, man? Every time we got a turnover for these interceptions, we didn't execute down the field. What the hell is going on? Thank you, guys. You guys have a good one. Thanks, you, know what, you, know that's, you know who that's a reflection of? There's only one. That's a reflection on coaching. That's your answer. Amen. That is that there is no other answer. It's a reflection on the coaching. Period. You know, good call, Vlad the Impeller. Let me tell you something. You know the rules. I know the rules. Everybody knows the rules. It's about discipline. They don't care. They don't care enough. And you know what? At some point, It'll come back and it'll get you. That's why, big reason why we're four and eight. And by the way, there was one sequence in the f- second quarter. We had four penalties in a row. Four consecutive plays with penalties. We only had two of them accepted, but we, we were called four plays in a row where we were at fault in a penalty. And that was right after Jalen Johnson's first pick. That's exactly right. And again, what happened? Well, we had to wind up punting it because we're too stupid to play the game in the rule structure. You know, the, 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 the reality of this is, and, and folks, Dan and I and Andy, we talk here, you know, uh, often here many, many times. Folks, you have no idea how poorly this team is coached from the head coach and on down. All of us, I don't even know who these people are, where he found these people. This team is a very, very poorly coached team. And why do I say that? Just go back and look at game after game after game the last year and three quarters. This is a staff that is clueless in Chicago. And I'm. this isn't an I think either. 312-981-7200. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to your phone calls. I promise. Hang tight, folks. Bears win at 12-10 to 10 over the Minnesota Vikings. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Hey, he is back. Longtime sponsor, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic Ooh. is back. 
For all your auto, your home, your business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. Chevy dealers, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Dobbs protected and picked by Jalen Johnson. Johnson on the return will take it down inside the 40. And a takeaway for the Chicago defense. Courtesy of ESPN, and of course, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. Some of the bright spots, Jalen yeah, Johnson a with of, a couple. a lot of good stuff in uh, uh, the defense's secondary, the, the entire defense. They really played a, a, a real physical, tough game tonight, but Jalen Johnson... Um, clear winner here. He had a, a beautiful play for his uh, third interception of the year. Falling off of uh, a soft coverage when the receiver returned inside, he goes back and makes a beautiful pick. Then he had uh, a pass defense uh, where the ball was caromed up, and I think Brisker got uh, that interception due to his great play on the receiver. Uh, also made a, three or four great tackles. So Jalen Johnson, hey, you are the man tonight. 12-10, Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings to snap that ugly 12-game in-division losing streak. First win inside the NFC North for Matt Eberflus. We'll hear from the head coach a little bit later on, but we want to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Back to the phones in Palatine. We say hi to Joe. Joe, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, how would you guys feel if Kirk Cousins was playing tonight? Be a lot different, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think uh, this game would be a little bit different if that game was going on. Absolutely, and you know what? But that's the breaks. You know, a lot of a lot of times quarterbacks get hurt. Then you got to live with the uh, the second guy. And remember, this is only the fourth game that the Pasternak played for Minnesota, <laughs> and he was two and one. And he had beaten some pretty good teams. So, you know, it wasn't uh, a completely, uh, you know, uh, harmless offense. They uh, they kind of made a lot of mistakes, and uh, it's easily Dobbs' worst night he's ever had as a quarterback. And a lot of that, the Bears put him in those positions. They almost overcame four interceptions and uh, were after that field goal at the end. Yeah, he had never had three in a game, let alone four. What, from last year to this year, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong yeah. here. I think he's been with what seven teams? Uh, five teams since the, uh, the beginning of last year. I want to say well, seven okay, total. Seven total. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of last year, Joe. So he's been around know. five years. I, I remember watching him. I think it was with Cleveland. Yeah, he won a game with Cleveland last year. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, easily the worst he's played. But again, credit the defense. Eberflus. They, they had a good plan and they they exposed it. 312-981-7200 out to Downers Grove. We say hi to Danny. Danny, you're up with Hamp and OB. Go ahead, bud. Yeah. Hey, Hamp, OB. Hey, Danny. Love you guys. So, uh, my question is, you know, like I, I called in there a couple weeks ago. We talked about uh, how come uh, we can't do that push-push and this and that. And OB, you said, hey, it's the offensive line. The offensive line can't handle it, you know. But uh, how come we can't score six points instead of, you know, just kicking field goals every time? And I, 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 I'm just curious to ask the question, how come we can't just score a touchdown for crying out loud? Because we have a guy, his last name is Getze. He's our offensive coordinator, and the head coach is basically a defensive guy, and I will go no further than that. Okay, if Getzey's an offensive coordinator, 
I'm an Olympic high-diving champ. This guy is an absolute <laughs> joke as an offensive coordinator and our, our, our head coach. He has not had this team ready. Yes, last year, he never got this team ready. And that's both sides of offense and defense. The coaches weren't ready. They didn't get the team ready from day one last year. And from day one, you'd think they learned going into this year. And they haven't learned. And they still haven't learned, Danny, because with six games to go, including this game, we win a game without scoring a touchdown. And we're going to jump around and be happy. And, oh, yeah, oh, wow, wow, we won a game. We beat a 6-5 and five team. The image of you as an Olympic high diver is not one that I'm going to be able to get out of my mind anytime well, soon. Yeah. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. 312-981. Triple Lindy. Yeah, do the triple Lindy. Install the extra <laughs> kickboard there, whatever. 312-981-7200 is the number. Let's go to Hawthorne Woods and say hi to Mike. Mike, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, Opie, uh, this is Mike from Hawthorne Woods. I grew up in Hoffman Estates, and I'm wondering if, do you ever remember a, a family by the name of the Madden family? They lived right by the grade school there in Parcel A in Hoffman Estates. Madden. I knew, Madden I knew family. a Madsen family. Madden? You sure it wasn't Mad, uh, Madsen? That was it. Somewhere, Madsen is probably the correct one, Madsen. They lived right on the street by the uh, grade school there in, in Parcel A. Back, this is back in the '60s when I was back in uh, uh, high school. Okay. Or, I, do you remember those people? I, uh, vaguely, I uh, that's I, I remember them, and I think there was another group, uh, uh, the Wheatley family. Could they yes. score a touchdown? <laughs> no, but I, I, I want to pick up on uh, OB's comment about the the coaches and uh, the, the the Bears have been snake bit in terms of getting the best coaches ever since Mike McCaskey blew the uh, Dave McGinnis hire. No, no, no good coach wants to come here and coach. That's why we can't get decent coaches. Wow, they Mike, what a, to, they you, did that to. McGinnis, and they also did it to Bruce Arians before they hired Trestman. You know, they just no, nobody even wants to come here and interview. That's any good. That's Mike, why we get stuck with these losers. Mike, what a great call! You're he, he's spot on, Danny. I think he's it's a, it's a yeah. Thank you very much for your call, sir. I, I think it's guys. It's it's a it's a combination of a lot of different things. Let's be real. You know. Who wants to come here and coach when you've spent the world in draft picks for a guy named Mitchell Trubisky? And you know that he can't play. You want to come here or you're going to try somewhere else? You know, it's it's about, you know, every coach has two, maybe three years to win. And you can be a great guy and be a genius, but if you don't win, three years, you're gone. So they look at the talent pool and who is in charge of improving the talent pool. And a lot of times, if you got a bunch of bad players and it's a very untalented team, well, those same people are the ones you're going to be trying to find good players with. And they, they didn't do it the first time. You think they're going to all of a sudden wave a magic wand and they're going to figure it out? It's a combination of a lot of different things. Dan, here's the thing. Okay, with but I don't think it's the fam- the family's not nothing to do with it. Right, he's he's the offensive coordinator. All right, he's been hired by Eberflus, the head coach. Okay, now this is two years with this guy, and you mean to tell me, uh, we, we and again with six games to go, and one time 
One time, and it was a miracle throw, we throw the ball over 20 yards, 25 yards in a, in a game, four-quarter game, and we never once attacked downfield with D.J. Moore and Darnell Mooney. Not one time against a 6-5 and five team do we even try to go down and try to score a touchdown. Somebody tell me. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't until very, very, very late, and it uh, it was a big play, but that was the only play. So that's, that's the only play yeah, they had. You're right. There was nowhere else to go, Andy. You're right. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox if you're on hold there, that is. Please stay there. We will get to you after the news. 981-7200, the area code 312. Yeah, Gakwe just limped off the field for the Bears. This one is intercepted by Chicago. And Kyler Gordon. Vikings showing that they're going to go for it. Play clock. They're going to snap it. Here's Hawkinson. Catch made. Tackle made. He didn't get it. Kyler Gordon with the strong tackle. And the Bears will take over on that. Courtesy of ESPN. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Kyler Gordon. A couple of big defensive plays. And the Bears 12-10 win. This is for the whatever it's worth column. Last week we played against the Lions and we only scored two touchdowns. Okay? We lost that game. Tonight we had the ball approximately 12 more minutes than the Vikings. Approximately 12 more minutes and we don't score a touchdown and we won a football game. Pretty amazing. By the way, we have a gift card winner tonight of $200. And if the Bears win, you win, courtesy of Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. Barbara Svitek, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. As, uh, you, know, you know who you are. You call it anyway. Uh, 200 bucks is in your pocket. You can order today at secondcityprime.com. Wow, congratulations. congratulations. So we'll roll it over to back to 100 bucks after the bye week when we rejoin you and the Bears take on the Detroit Lions one more time. 312-981-7200. Back to the phones. And Steve, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, whenever I see the uh, other team play against the Bears, they always run these quick slants, and that's how they get their number one wide receiver open. And it, it doesn't look like it's a like a call play. It's like a check-to play when they see what the defender is doing, what the quarterback is doing, and they hit them with that quick quick slant. And it's good for maybe five yards, and at least you're going forward instead of with the screen behind the line. How come the Bears don't never – I never see the Bears run those quick slants like that. And hey, man. Hey, Steve. DJ Moore down, just get quick slant and get them open. Steve. You're just you're you're echoing Dan Hampton. He's been saying that all year. Where's the slants? Steve, great call. We're gonna reward you for that excellent call. A fifty dollar gift card to our friends at Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. So Hang on the line there. We'll get your info, and uh, we'll get that gift card out to you. And a combination of a couple of things. Number one, the receivers know they're going to get a headache going across the middle. Maybe they don't want to do it. I don't know. But, I mean, to me, you're giving away a very valuable offensive weapon. All right, up next is Sean in LaGrange. Sean, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, totally the defense won this ball game. obviously. And like this other caller said, a third and long, and he's sort of behind the, the line of scrimmage. I, I don't get that. Uh, you know, he, he, he's nowhere. Uh, I mean, the guy that he needs to get the ball downfield, and we're not. He's not accomplishing that. And obviously, you, you score no touchdowns, and so the, definitely the defense won this ball game with the uh, the uh, you know Tyler 
uh, I agree, with Sean. The interceptions and stuff like that. Yep. Where are we going with this plan? Where are we going? We're going nowhere, Sean. Goal? We're going absolutely okay. nowhere. And I, I agree with you. Why are you the ball behind the line of scrimmage when we're third and long? I, I don't get that. Yep, we've been talking about that, and I don't think any of us get it either. But, Sean, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. And, and it's all based on fear. They're scared to throw the ball down the field. They don't trust your, uh, uh, Justin Fields to make the accurate throws on a quick slant or a quick post or even, you know, some of the outs. They think that, you know, we're going to throw it, you know, the speed screen and our receivers are going to make three people miss. Uh, Dan, you, Dan, you've got to be correct. You know why you got to be correct? How the hell can we play four quarters of football? We won a football game tonight and without scoring a touchdown and we score four field goals. God, oh, Jesus. It's crazy. Come on. 312-981-7200. Let's go back to the phones in Naperville and say hi to Tim. Tim, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hello, Tim. Hi. I believe that the Bears management is going to keep this coaching staff. They don't listen to you and Dan. You tell it how it is. Other other stations are probably making this a big deal that the Bears won because they came back. I blame that win for the Bears on the Minnesota coach that did that stupid fourth and seven right. early in the game. All right, Tim. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. He's right. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue that. Well, it, it, you know, folks, it, it's it's kind of simple. The other stations, the two sports stations, one carries the Bears. They got to be all buddy buddy, kissy kissy, and the other one has a number of players on the uh, on you know and player spot uh, spots during the week, and they got to be. You know, buddy, buddy, kissy, kissy. And, you know, it, it, as Ed Obradovich has said all season, we're going nowhere unless we start playing big boy offense. All right, let's go out to Eau Claire. Defense now. Let's go out to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and welcome in Dave. Dave, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hi, guys. What the other caller that just called just beat me to the punch. I really think that they're going to retain these people next year as coaches. I don't want to make your night sick, guys. I just saw the locker room speech of Eberflus, ESPN added on. And right next to Eberflus is your best buddy, Mr. Poles, clapping and, 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 and giving that old, hey, that a boy, good speech. And right next to him is the new president, Mr. Warren. And he's there with the orange tie and the blue suit, giving her heck to. I really think, I hate to say it, that if they win the next two out of five, I predict Atlanta, and I probably predict Arizona, both at home. The other three, no. I don't think they'll beat Detroit or Cleveland or Green Bay. I really think that they're going to keep these guys. I hate to say it, guys. They look at the defense now. He's coming along good with that defense. That town's getting fired up, and the president and the, and the, and the general manager in there. Guys, I, I, I give me your opinion. I would hope not. I hope this isn't a, just a, a false thing of this team. Uh, but, Dan, you're right with the other stations. Sure, they are ex-players. They aren't going to give you the real truth there. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank we you, hope they don't keep these guys. Bye, right. guys. Have a good thanks night. so much. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're Kevin Warren and you're Ryan, Ryan Poles, you got to be in the locker you room, right? You make a great case. If, if we go 6-11, and 11, oh, yeah, we're building. We're getting better. And, you know, the arrow is pointed up. And, you know, we're going to see the next five weeks what happens. Or six weeks, we got a bye week coming Dave, up. Dave, let me tell you something. Uh, I think uh, you're right, though. Dave, well, uh, here's here's what I see, Okay. I don't think you have to be uh, a football genius in any stretch 
of anybody's imagination to see what the hell has been going on here the last five years with these two head coaches and these two general managers that we've had. Although I'll still give Poles a little more time. But I'll tell you what, when you can't score a touchdown in four quarters against a 6-5 and five team, when last year you had the worst record in the history of the Chicago Bears, and you now a year and three quarters gone by, and you just won your fourth game without scoring a touchdown, and, and you think we don't have a problem with coaching? You think we don't have a problem with coaching? Whose fault is it? Who? The coaches. That's They're taught to get the point across about winning football, not how you lose, how you win. That's their job. And this outfit that we have, they stink. 312-981-7200, the phone number. Happen will be as sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. If you're there on hold, please stay there. We will get to you after the timeout. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which pair played tough, played hard. It doesn't come right out. Fields in trouble, shows off what he can do with his legs, and finds Johnson for the first down. Three third down conversions on this first possession. Fields able to get away. And now finds Herbert. Boy, Justin Fields right now is putting together some kind of drive. He's showing off the legs, throwing on the run, and that was a fantastic play for 13. Highlights courtesy of ESPN. Time now for Who Brought It Today. Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. The card to bring through it all. And Justin Fields did enough to get his team a win here tonight, 12 to 10. Hey, he put together a game-winning drive. The big strike for 31 yards to uh, DJ Moore in the closing seconds of the game, setting up the game-winning field goal. He was 27 of 37, net 199 for a five-yard per attempt average. Quarterback rating 87.3. He also ran 12 times for 59 yards to lead the team. A couple of fumbles that uh, did not prove to be uh, detrimental at that point. i got to tell you, you know, those two fumbles, I mean, they're inexcusable. And all you can say is, if we would have lost this game, you could say, hey, you know, he's a loser. Yeah. But somehow, some way, we were able to stay in it and find a way to win. I'll tell you who he saved. He saved Getsy, Dan. Yep. <laughs> that's what that's what our quarterback did. He saved Getsy. You think Getsy, if, if, if we're blowing on him now, if they didn't win this football game, it would have been times two. And maybe Matt Eberflus, At, too. Absolutely. Folks, just go back. Like Just what we're talking about here. Uh, we're, we're on Minnesota's 21-yard line. It's, it's a 7.49 to go. It's in the third quarter. It's like third down and two. What Now, what play? We run pretty good. Our quarterback, he's running good. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Cleo Herbert, one hell of a runner. We've got people that can get yardage. All right? And we've been doing pretty good the whole game. What do you think Getsy calls? Getsy, now we're on the opponent's 21-yard line. And it's third and two. You know what play he called, folks? That slip screen or bubble screen to D.J. Moore. Which, you know how many yards it gained? None. And why was it a bad call? Because he went horizontal. We're 21 yards from the end zone. Why didn't he go with play action, throw it into the end zone to Cole Komet, to Moore, or to Mooney? 
Why? Why did you not go vertical and try to score a touchdown? You try on third and two, you throw a horizontal slip screen, slip screen that went absolutely nowhere. That is another dumb, stupid call by you, Getze. Lucky we won this football game. 312-981-7200 Milwaukee. And Mark, Mark, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call. Uh, both of you guys, I want to tell you something. At 71 years of age, I'm old enough to, in fact, have seen both of you play in person. And what an honor it is to speak to both of you. Uh, OB, hey. I wonder if you remember playing in any of the Midwest Shrine games in Milwaukee County Stadium in August, in preseason games. Oh, yeah, oh, always. And guess what? At Vince Lombardi and George Hallis, they were first competitors on the field, but off the field they were great. And when we played that exhibition game, the Shriners game, every year up in Milwaukee was an exhibition game. We had to play the whole game. And so did they. So did they. Bart Starr, Paul Horning, Forrest Gregg, and we all went at each other an exhibition game for four quarters. Honest to God, I, I couldn't believe it, but that's what it was. Every year we'd go up and play them, and it was supposed to be an exhibition game, and some of the guys trying to make the team and all that, they never got in the game. Why? Because we had to be out there because Hallis didn't want to lose the Lombardi, and Lombardi didn't want to lose the Hallis, and we had to pay the price. <laughs> you, you, you said exactly what I thought you would say. The reason I'm calling tonight is here's where I think Minnesota – gave that game away to the Bears. At the very end, after the second Justin Fields fumble, I don't like the strategy where all Minnesota did at the end was run the ball up the gut, did nothing to try and win that game and put it away other than to get the Bears to use up their timeouts. I think what they should have done is gone for the juggler. Try to pick up a first down, even if you have to pass, and put that game away to see that the Bears never get the ball back in their possession and never have a chance to win because what happened was they had a terrible punt, Minnesota, and the timeouts were irrelevant, and they came down the field and scored. And before I get off, I just want to say how much joy you two bring to people. You are fantastic. I never miss a broadcast. You are the best entertainment money cannot buy, and you are truly adored by me and other people here, too. Mark, God thank you so you. much. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you, Mark. I want to, I, I hope uh, Mary Boyle is listening. <laughs> Mary, are you out there? Are you listening to that? <laughs> money, money, money. Uh, he said the money can't buy, remember. That's what he, that's what he said. 312-981-7200. We're going to the bottom of the hour here before we get to the news. Let's try, try to sneak in a couple more here with Andre. You're up with Hamp and OB. Go ahead, Andre. Hey, guys. Hey, listen. Uh, Hamp OB. Love you both. You're both heroes. I just want to let you know I'm old school, South Side Chicago. I love you both. Thank and you. Thank you. Let me tell you something real quick. I, for the life of me, cannot stand this coaching staff. You take two meals, two knee downs, to kick a field goal. Me, my mentality is on the road. You stick the stake in the vampire's heart on the road. I'm going to send all those fans home crying and booing their own team. That's me. Am I wrong? No, sir, you're not. And no. it, it, the prior caller made the point that Minnesota was just trying to burn the clock, make us use their timeouts, and kind of curl up in a ball, and it blew up in their face. Same thing that happened to the Bears a week ago over in Detroit. Same exact thing. 
All right, let's head out to Trying to set on lead. Let's head out to Rolling Meadows and welcome in John. John, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, John. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I'm just uh, so tired of watching Fields fade back and panic, and it's like he can't even sit in the pocket. I, I, I like that Tyson kid. He he sits in the pocket and he really watches. There was more receivers putting their hands up that were open today that. Fields can't even – it's like he can't even see him. He telescopes everything, and it's just it's just sick. It's just – There's no question, yeah. you know, early in the game, they were bringing the house and really, really pressuring him and running him ragged out of the pocket. Then later in the game, they backed off, and he still – he had his eyes down, looking at the rush, not the receivers. That's something you got to. You got to. If he wants to play in this league, if he wants to be a starter, he can't do that. Hey, John, something has to be done here in the next five games with our, with this quarterback, with this kid. You're either gonna you're gonna go all out and do whatever you can, and if you're gonna keep him, then you gotta you gotta go all out and find the other ten guys. To make eleven guys and make it work. The people in Chicago are tired of losing. They're tired of losing. I don't care whichever, however way you lose, they're tired. They're tired of it. And this kid has five games, and Getsy has five games, and Eberflus has five games. The rest of those guys, I mean, I don't even know who they are, and I, I don't even, who the hell cares. But I'll tell you what, I care about those people. That quarterback, our head coach, and our offensive coordinator, because that's how you win football games. And so far, the only thing that they've proven how we can lose football games just happens to be what the record was and is last year and this year. It's just a fact. Analytics likes this call up to six yards. Fourth down and three. And this one up in the air and picked off by Edwards. Jalen Johnson in there again defensively. And another interception third. Uh, Joe Buck, courtesy of ESPN. Bears defense coming up big here tonight in a 12-10 win by the Bears over the Minnesota Vikings. First win inside the division since November of 2021. And Matt Eberflus' first win in the NFC North. You know, and folks, we're taking a second here to talk a little bit about looking at Justin Fields and how his future and the viability of his future for the Chicago Bears may all fall. I, there was a, a great article, and I made some notes, and it, it essentially divided all the starting quarterbacks into different tiers. And it's pretty simple, but it starts with the guy on top, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Enough said. He is untouchable. Kansas City, whatever they got to pay him, they're happy. They're happy as a pig in a blanket. The second tier is a couple of quarterbacks that a lot of people believe can become that type of a championship quarterback. And that tier two would have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert in it. They have signed big deals, and their teams are very, very happy with the trajectory these young quarterbacks are on. I agree with that, big man. Okay. Those three guys that you just mentioned, even the first guy, Patrick Mahomes, and in the next three, I agree with that plateau. Okay, tier three. The teams are very happy, but they're waiting. They're waiting. They think, they think this, this tier will become champions 
very soon, and that would be Jalen Hurts with the Eagles and Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. They're very happy. They've kind of locked them up, but they're still waiting. They're waiting for the return on the big money. I uh, agree with that okay. assumption, though. I'll tell you, well, uh, okay. it could, could, could very well be coming this year, Dan. Okay. Now the next one. They're waiting, but at w- how long are they going to wait? And that group is led by Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and Matt Stafford. Now, Matt Stafford won the Super Bowl two years ago, but he hasn't done much the last couple of years. But the point being is they've locked him up, but now they're starting to say, well, what have we got to show for it? Now, the next tier is the young quarterbacks. And this is where Justin Fields should be. This is where he should be in Tier 5, where they believe they've got the guy and they're happy and they're going to sign them to the big money extension. And that is Trevor Lawrence of Jacksonville and Tua Tagoviola of uh, the Miami Dolphins. The next one is what I would call the bargain of a century. It's a perfect world. These young quarterbacks that are winners as a pup and they're playing on rookie contracts so they can spend money on other positions, other places on the football team. They don't have to spend the 25, 30 million or whatever those guys at the top are getting. And that is CJ Stroud and Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. Now, it gets more interesting the further you go down this, this, uh, uh, tier. Okay. Now, tier seven. This is, where teams are living with the quarterback, but they're looking for somebody else. And that is Seattle with Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield at Tampa Bay. They're looking hard to find the next one, but they're going to live with these two guys. I think think Tampa Bay is going to stay with Baker Mayfield. The kid has played some pretty good football for him, Danny. He has. Okay, the next tier. Which is, oh my God, what the hell have we done? And that is Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr. All three of these quarterbacks have signed for a fortune and yet are delivering nothing. And they're, they're the guys making all the big money. And the teams are throwing their hands up saying, what have we done? Then you can't trade any of those guys. You can't, oh, they're untradeable. Yeah. Now, tier nine is a group of quarterbacks that are, we're on the cusp of making the big money, but they've kind of cooled off and their bloom has faded. And that's tier nine. Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and Kirk Cousins. They're paying a lot of money, but they really haven't shown much. I have to agree with that one. Okay. I have to agree with that one, Danny. Now, tier 10 is all the rookies that have, have flashed some good stuff. And that is Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson down in Indianapolis, Will Levis. They are still, you know, happy with the, the quarterbacks they have drafted, but they're still young, but there's flashes and they're buying in thinking they have found the quarterback. Now, Justin Fields falls into the next tier, which is who the heck knows? And that is Justin Fields, Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh, Sam Howell, of the uh, commanders and Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. 
all four of these kids, they haven't got to the second contract, the big money contracts yet, but there's no guarantee they will be signed by their current teams. And again, Justin Fields, he should be up in Tier 6 with Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud, but he's not. And the last one is basically a bunch of guys that, you know, teams have moved on from, and that is Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones in New England. So if you look at this this chart, and you're thinking, where will Justin Fields be? Where, where, where do you put him tonight? Do you put him in Tier 11, which is you still are not convinced he will become a, a special quarterback to lead your team? Dan, he really hasn't done anything to think that he can do that from. And let me say this. It's 17-game schedule. Can he do it when from game, from week to week to week to month? to month, to month, to year, to year, to year. He's been here three years, Dan. Three years. And he hasn't even come close. It's just, and if you want to go by facts, those are facts, folks. Those aren't my numbers. That's Those are the numbers. I would argue, too, on, on his point, that the three years he's been here, you know, Matt Nagy didn't do him any favors. Zero. Luke Getze has certainly not done him any favors over the last two years to run plays that the kid can actually run. So have we seen the real Justin Fields? Maybe. I don't know. Or is there more there if he had a play caller that knew what he was doing? Well, let me tell you something. Here's a, let, me, let me ask you a question, yeah. Ann and Dan. Is it the quarterback? He's the, he, the one guy that has to be different on a team is the quarterback. Okay? He has to take the team and take him and rise him up to that next level, that next top level. The quarterback has to do it, i.e. Patrick Mahomes. You can go on and on in this league. That's who you have to be, okay? You have to do it. And how do you do it? You do it by your play on the field, physically and mentally. That's how you do it. That's how you win. And you got to be capable of doing that. And our quarterback, in almost three years has shown nothing along those lines. Nothing. All we do is lose. Yeah, I mean, the results speak for themselves. Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, I I can't tell you you're wrong because you're absolutely right. I mean, the numbers do point that out. And he's got to, but it's always the quarterback, folks. Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. What if they didn't have him? Would they even won a one Super Bowl? Would they win 13, 14 games every year? You go on and on. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, uh, you could talk about a lot of quarterbacks. Those are the guys that take a good team, good defense, good offense, and they rise it up. They're the ones. There's the only people that can do it in this league is that quarterback. And he's been here three years. And take a look at where we're at. Why hasn't he risen us up? I don't think he has. Hmm, no. You may think he has. I don't. I don't think he's put this team on his shoulders and carried it even halfway through a season. Even halfway. Okay. While you you were talking, Obi, over your shoulder, I watched some highlights from tonight's game. There was about five of them where Fields was in the pocket. It breaks down. He gets out. And instead of running, he found Komet. And then later on, he breaks down and finds Mooney on a scramble. He's starting to get it. He's starting to make 
good decisions, not just run like a crazed dog for, you know, yardage. Now, all that being said, you have to figure in. If you were to put together a highlight film of Justin Fields, it'd blow you away. But the bad thing Wait is... Wait a minute. Hey, no, it ain't going to blow me away, Dan. Well, I see it from week to week to week the last three years. Okay? I see him where he's hurt and he can't play. He's out over a month. He's hurt for whatever reason. Oh, Always you, you running a football. You didn't let me finish. Well, you could put a highlight reel together, but the the place you do not select would be the 120 sacks that he has endured. All the interceptions he's got six on the, the, this year, and you know what marginal playing of what six six seven starts, Andy? Yeah. Would that be r- yep. about right? All the catastrophe plays. You wouldn't put that in the highlight reel. But a football team has to endure that. You have to figure that in if you are going to say, we're not going to look at that. We're going to you know, stick our head in the sand and sign him to this mega buck deal over for four or five years. As I just went through all these quarterbacks, Every team has to decide, is this the guy? Did we see you know, the flashes tonight that makes them think, yes, we're going to live and die with him and think that he will become that quarterback you're talking about that raises a team up around him? Okay. Here's, here's what he did tonight. He was our quarterback, correct? Correct. There was no other quarterback for the Bears out there, right? Correct. There was four quarters in this game. Is that correct also? How many touchdowns did he score? How many did he run for? And how many did he pass for? How many touchdowns? That'd be zero. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey, you know, this is the this is this the sixty four million dollar question, and it's it's coming fast. We're going to find out. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. That was good stuff, Dan. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. The guys never wavered. So the guys in the locker room appreciate them for you know sticking beside me and you know believing in me. Defense did a great job uh, getting us the ball back for that last drive. And offense did a great job executing those plays. So um, felt great and and really just felt good of you know fighting through the adversity, um, ups and downs of the game. The guys never got too high or too low, and you know we we fought and you know finished. <laughs> That is Justin Fields after the game. Bears win a 12-10 over the Vikings. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. So the Bears do win without the benefit of a touchdown, and they win the, their fourth game of the season. They win their first time inside the division in the last 12. And Matt Eberflus gets off the snide with a win inside the division for the first time since he's been the head coach of the Bears. Think about this. It's a game where only one touchdown was was scored, OB. Yep. How many punts? Normally in a game like that, a 12 to 10 game, there'd be 25 punts. Let's there was see. only six yep. punts Three tonight. by each team. Because it, we're turning the ball over. Think about that. There were six turnovers. Crazy. But Sloppy as, game. As Justin Fields aptly applied a little credit to the defense, there was some good stuff tonight, folks. The first thing, our, our, I tell you what, other than Eddie Jackson, our, our secondary, they they really are, are playing pretty darn well. Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson really, really were terrific tonight, fighting it out. But the rookie, Terrell Smith, starting his very first game. Stepped up to the plate. He did. He led the team in tackles with eight tackles. And, you know, he didn't get run off. I mean, he fought all the way to the end on defensive line. 
some good stuff happened. Gervon Dexter, senior, OB. Dexter, senior. Remember? Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I watched him tonight. He was a man out there. He was throwing people around. He That that roughing the passer call was ridiculous. But, I mean, I'm telling you, he was collapsing the pocket, doing some of the uh, the things that – that was expected of him and is is so you know valuable to this defense to break down the pocket and Montez Sweat actually had a sack and beat some people at the line of scrimmage he ran by the tackle I I counted three times and hit hit the quarterback all that being said uh, Tremaine Edmonds probably had his best game at middle linebacker, number 49. He's starting to show up. Isn't that what the hell these guys are getting paid to do? Oh, lots of money, $70 million. Aren't they getting paid to do this, to show up? Yep. To play four quarters? Yep. A 60-minute game? And T.J. Edwards had an interception. How bad was Allen Williams? That, That... Look, these guys, say what you want about Eberflus. He's a good defensive coordinator because the defense has really improved since he took over. Right now, the last eight games, they're averaging giving up less than 20 points. And I, I remember when I played, the we had a board, and the the goal was to allow no more than 18 points a game. And the last eight games, they're real close to that, probably 19 points a game. All that being said... You know, uh, all you can do on defense, you know, is is fight, scratch, and find a way to get the ball back for your offense. And as Justin Fields said tonight, you know, after his two fumbles, he was able to take the offense the distance and get down for the uh, chip shot field goal to win the game. So, again, a lot of there's a lot of good stuff, despite the fact our offense, our 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 schematics. Our execution, our penalties, the mistakes. You're not going to beat anybody that's any good, Obi. Dan, we don't, you know, you sit here and, and, and you look for things to happen. You know, you get the running game going. My God, why don't you come with the play action? And and somehow, from quarter to quarter, or game to game, whatever it is, half, half the stuff disappears, Danny. The sprint outs, the bootlegs, these are stuff. Watch the good teams in the league. Just watch them. And see the plays that they run. See how they attack constantly going downfield, stretching the defense, loosening the defense up so you can hit the intermediate passing game. You can hit the short game instead of just going to the short game, to the short game, to the intermediate game, to the short game, to the horizontal screens, horizontal screens, intermediate passing, short game. You never stretch the field. You got to open this up, Getsy. You got to open up the whole field. 53 wide, 100 yards long. Use it. Figure out a way to use it. We've got some talented receivers. We truly do. I love Mooney. I love Cole Komet and more. They're terrific. And if you get them in the game and constantly hit those three guys, we're going to win. We're going to win, Getsy. But you don't do it. This offense is run ass backwards. We'll talk about that when we get back. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. If you want to jump in and join the conversation as well, Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Now back to the Camp and OB Show, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. Bears win it. 
12 to 10 over the Minnesota Vikings. And it'll be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Let us go out to Minneapolis and hear from the victorious quarterback of the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, you know, first off, can't fumble. Need uh, better ball security on that. And it's crazy because, you know, Roshan, I think he fumbled a player or two before I fumbled on the first one. So I'm like telling him, yo, ball security is the most important thing right now. Then two plays later, I fumble. Then the second one was like a backbreaker. But, um, you know, the guys never wavered. Um, so the guys in the locker room appreciate them for, you know, sticking beside me and, you know, believing in me. And, um, you know, defense did a great job uh, getting us the ball back for that last drive. And um, offense did a great job executing those plays. So um, felt great. And. And really just felt good of, you know, fighting through the adversity, um, ups and downs of the game. The guys never got too high or too low. And, you know, we, we fought and, you know, finished with the end. So, good. Yeah, I mean, that's the play we run all the time in practice. We've been running that play since, um, you know, I can remember. But, um, yeah, I saw the deep defenders get a bunch of depth with, you know, I think it was Tyler or Looney or somebody. But deep through in a deep corner and then, uh, really, the only player that was, you know, in the middle right there was 44 Metellus, and you know he had no idea where DJ was. Of course, O line did a great job protecting. Mm, great play called by Luke, and um, you know, like I said before, that's just a a play that goes back all the way to training camp. You know, guys executed at a perfect level. Um, you know, we fit it in practice multiple times on our defense in a two-minute situation. So you know, just going back to those banked reps and you know everybody executing. When we needed to. As he makes his break and you see that window, what's the feeling you have in that moment? I'm just locked in. I'm not. There's no feeling. It's just, you know, just straight tunnel vision locked into that. So, yeah. Relief. Relief. You know, we came in at halftime. We were up. Defense was playing a great game. Offense kind of got to a slower start that we wanted to. But, um, you know, nothing that mattered in the first half mattered to us, you know, starting the second half. So that was... You know, our message was just finish, finish, finish. Because you know, there's been too many times this season where we've been up. You know, we we didn't do a good job of finishing. So, again, just going back, proud of everyone uh, for fighting through the end. You know, no matter what had happened, and you know, finishing the game out, and you know, ultimately got the dub. So, yeah. Can can a win like this, like the way you finish, is that something you think you carry over the next the final five games this season? Of course. I mean, as a team, you know, we haven't let you know our record define who we are. We know who we are as a team. You know, we know what we're capable of, and it's really just going out there and doing it, going out there, executing and finishing the way we know how, the way we did tonight, and um, really just cleaning up the mistakes. Because you know, if you clean up my two fumbles, we're probably not even in that situation. So. Um, you know, just again, you know, props to the, all the guys, coaches, teammates, and you know, sticking their head down and finishing. Just what's your thought process of the passing game plan tonight, going short and horizontal? Yeah, I mean, a team like this, that's what you kind of got to do. They want to, you know, mug a bunch of guys up at the line of scrimmage and want to have two DBs out for three receivers. You know, you got to outflake them and do that sometimes to, you know, get them out of that stuff. So, um, you know, that was kind of the plan going into it. But, um, you know, I think the receivers did a great job on the outside perimeter blocking and, you know, letting those bubs turn into eight to 12-yard gains. And, you know, those are big plays for us. So, you know, that was a big emphasis, you know, early in the week just to get the ball out and um, let those guys work on the outside and get the ball out quick because, you know, they'll either have everybody at the line of scrimmage, blitz everybody, or, you know, they'll drop out in the cover. So, um, you know, guys handled it well and, you know, um, just just – that was the main emphasis. Give you a lot of credit for working with Roshan, especially working with him in space. What did you see from him early on that, like, you were trusting going in? Yeah, I mean, he did a great job, uh, one, protecting. Um, you know, he's a great pass blocker. Um, you know, he's a hard worker, but, you know, every time I'm throwing up a practice, he's there. So uh, we kind of have that chemistry. 
I don't think they were, you know, uh, play early in the game where it was broken down. He did a good job finding an open zone and, um, you know, getting the first down. I think that might have been a third down, but yeah, great job by him. And, you know, he's getting better each and every week. So proud of the way he works. Um, you know, his work ethic is unmatched and um, you just see him working every day, um, grinding it out and, you know, just getting others around him better too. So it was just, it's just really awesome to see him growing and getting better each and every week. Justin, when Kyra misses that first field goal and then he ends the game, what he does, mm-hmm. what do you have to say about him and the kind of state of him? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's kind of <clears throat> what our whole team goes through. is like we're going to have adversity throughout the game. We're going to have ups and downs, but, you know, the past is the past, and, you know, we can't we can't dwell on that. we got to, you know, focus on the present moment and, you know, keep going. So, um, you know, he bounced back from the missed field goal. I was surprised that he missed it, to be honest, because he he's been uh, hot lately. But, I mean, he came back, hit the long field goal, and, um, of course, the, the game winner, that's still the deal. So, um, you know, bounced back great. Uh, didn't let that miss phase him and uh, just, just kept picking. So. You guys have lost a lot of division games. Does it feel any different, any better than this one against I mean, it just feels good to get a win. You know, anytime you can get a win in this league, um, it feels good. So, you know, it's, it's hard to win. And, um, you know, I think as a team, it just feels good. No matter who we're playing, um, just just feels good to win. How do you all avoid frustration of keeping you the ball back, giving you the ball back, and not being able to catch that? How do you avoid that, that frustration? Just keep, just keep going. I mean, you know, I think we had a few uh, communication struggles early in the game with the O-line and stuff like that. But um, just keep keep chipping away. We knew our defense was, you know, playing great. They've been playing great these past two weeks. And, um, you know, we, we knew the defense had our back. They just kept telling us, you know, we, we got y'all's back. And, uh, you know, just, just keep chipping away and uh, putting points on the board. Like I said, I mean, if I don't fumble, we kick a field goal, make it 12-3, to we're probably not even in that situation in the first place the way they're playing. So, um, yeah, I mean, defense played a hell of a game tonight. And, you know, uh, definitely – uh, had a bat for sure. Yeah, I mean, they brought all out, and, um, you know, Cole, I think he chipped the widest and, you know, just had a check down. So they probably thought he was staying in and blocking and lost him. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, he did a great job. O-line did a great job giving me enough time with, you know, being outnumbered by one. And I was able to just drift and get the ball out. Of course, Cole made a great catch and run, got the first down. So I think that was a big play in the game for sure. Just a couple more. Justin, in the two, in the two games that you got back, um, where are you in, in terms of the arc of the game? And what do you want to do for the rest of the season when you guys get back to the line personally? Um, I mean, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm not, you know, I'm where am I? I'm, I'm right here, I guess. You know, I don't. You know how to answer that question, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm just taking it day by day, just trying to uh, get better each and every day, uh, learn from my mistakes, um, and really just be the best I can be for this team. So, um, you know, we're just going to take one day at a time, one game at a time, and you know, focus, focus like that. So, um, yeah, don't really have any interim goals, and we're just going to focus on you know the the, the task that's next, and um, that's the Detroit after the bye week. So, like I said, just taking it day by day. And uh, just just focusing on the day that we have. So. Um, I mean, yeah, I really just wanted to, you know, prove to my teammates that you know um, that I had their back. You know, the the way the defense was playing all game, I I, I had to come back and um, you know at least give us a chance at the end. So uh, I mean, it felt great just with those two fumbles, adversities hitting after the second one. I'm. I was sick to my stomach, I'm not going to lie to y'all. But, um, yeah, uh, defense, three and out, got us the ball back. And at the end of the day, when you do have that opportunity at the end of the game, everything before that, like I said before, is just out the window. So you have 
But I mean, that's that's all you have. Is I forgot what the score was, but all I know is that we needed a field goal, and you know those <laughs> two fumbles that I had, it was it was over with. So at the present moment, and you know, like I said, guys did a great job executing at the end of the game when you know we needed to execute. So got better from last week, learned from last week, and um, finished the game how we wanted to finish it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. Quarterback Justin Fields after the Bears' 12-10 win. Let me throw some numbers at you. They came in from ESPN Stats and Info. Fields was blitzed 52% of the dropbacks today. Uh, the Bears, of course, trying to combat that with the 13 screen passes. It led to Fields' lowest air yards per attempt at 2.4 and air yards per completion 1.9. Those he, numbers are unbelievable. Yeah. Here's another one for you. He threw 21 passes at or behind the line of scrimmage, the most in an NFL game since 2020. Did you just listen to him on this interview? I did. He's talking like he played the greatest game of any quarterback in the history of this league. Guy is unbelievable. 12-10, to 10, the final. The Bears beat the Vikings without benefit of a touchdown. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from the head coach, Matt Eberflus, before we wrap things up here on Happen OB, which is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. And you real quickly here. There's only one touchdown scored, folks, okay? And Minnesota did it with five minutes and 54 seconds in the fourth quarter, and that is when the touchdown was scored. That's the only touchdown. We won it without scoring a touchdown, scoring 12 points in a game. And this guy's talking about what he was talking about there. You think they won 54 to nothing. 12-10, the final. Back with more of Happen OB in just a moment. Back to the Amp and OB Show, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. Amp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. We heard from Justin Fields after the 12-10 Bears went over to the Minnesota Vikings. Let's hear from the head coach, Matt Eberflus. Okay, good evening, everyone. Uh, so just uh, in there with the players, uh, obviously very excited about the victory. Um, you know, the way we finished, um, you know, the last part of it. Uh, was good, good complimentary football, three and out by the defense, and then taking it down there on um, the two-minute drive to set us in the field goal range. Um, you know, and then, you know, kneeling, kneeling, and then making them use their timeouts and then kicking it uh, uh, for the winner. You know, we utilize that that uh, defense. You know, we've used it a bunch of different times, that last play defense that you have where you, you're back all the way like that, and um, the guys did a good job executing that as well. So um, starting off the game, you know, I thought we started off strong. You know, in terms of drives, you know, moving the ball down the field, uh, just didn't capitalize. You obviously missed that long field goal um, there, but it was uh, I think it was nine minutes, and Justin started eight for eight, I believe, uh, which is really good. And then obviously the takeaways by the defense. Um, you know, we had uh, a punt on the first series, and then we intercept the last the next two, and uh, that's good focus and concentration by those guys. And we've been working really hard um, during the course of the week of taking the ball away, and uh, that's starting to pay off for us. Um, so I thought the first half, you know, ended well there. Just uh, I thought too many penalties um, put us behind the stick sometimes with some opportunities. Um, you know, during that time, you know, obviously the the Kyler Gordon, you know, the penalty that we had that we had at midfield and just backing us up, um, and then we end up not stalling out on some penalties on offense on that one. So that was probably the most disappointing thing in the first half. Um, but uh, second half came out. I thought the uh, defense came out ready to play. You know, was it was a three and out. They had a couple interceptions right after that, and then uh, you know the touchdown by them was uh, you know it's good execution by them. 
Uh, we got to do a little bit better job on a couple instances there, um, in our execution um, on defense. But uh, overall, I thought the defense played stout all day, and uh, it was good. Um, most proud of the guys, the way they finished, um, the way we worked on finishing. You know, as a result from last week, um, I think it was uh, it was really good for the guys to see that and uh, and uh, going into the bye week, and uh, going into the bye week pretty healthy, which is good. Uh, we'll get the guys that'll be off the whole week. And then we'll work into, we'll bring them back in the following Monday. Um, and we'll do a light walkthrough there and uh, get them checked up and checked in and all that. So with that, open up to questions. Uh, I'm asking the pass, though, but you gave the big one there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, you need that. You know, in that moment, you need it. You know, we only really needed 15. You know, 18 yards to make it nice. Uh, you know, in terms of our kick line there, but uh, you know, obviously, when you get that big chunk there, it kind of seals the deal there. And uh, you know, DJ runs a, a beautiful one cut. He's a great route runner. You know, and you know the way he played today, the way he took a lot of those short passes. You know, and you know, take him for eight, nine yards at a time, and those aren't easy. You know, and he's a, he's a heck of an athlete and a better teammate. Right, what went into the decision to go for it on fourth and ten at the midnight and a half or so? Yeah. And then not go for it on fourth and three at their seven. Yeah, it's where you are in the in the, in the game, right? So you know, at the fourth and ten from the thirty-eight, we were outside our kick line there. So you know, you, you're just ultra aggressive there because you're, you feel good how your defense is playing. You know, if you don't get it, where the ball sits for them. Um, so we felt good there. And then, uh, obviously down there, that's points. And, uh, you want to capitalize on points. And as the game went on, obviously the points were at a premium there. You knew it was going to be a low score. And, uh, you know, field, field goal meant something, um, you know, in this game. Now, what are your concerns about the offense overall? I know it ended well, but to get four takeaways and yeah, you know, uh, obviously we would like to capitalize on those, right? And that's what momentum is. You know, when you get those takeaways um, on defense, you know, momentum is created there. And the, the momentum is either finished there by the defense returning it, you know, into a scoring zone or scoring themselves, um, or the offense getting that takeaway and then moving it into a scoring zone. And we have to do a better job of that. You know, we have to capitalize on those. And, uh, you know, that's a big, going to be a big part of our success going forward. It's good. You know, and I've been part of some good ones, uh, you know, 30 plus a few times. And, you know, it's, 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 you know, defense creates momentum in a lot of different ways, you know, and they do it through third down stops. They do it through, you know, big hits, uh, and they do it through taking the ball away. And, uh, that's what we always preach to the guys. And they did, they did all three things today. Yeah, first you talk about what hash, you know, that's that's the big part of it. And then, you know, they had two, you know, so they're going to burn the two, you know, and then you figure out what the, what the time is after that. And, uh, you know, you do your kneeling, you know, rather than run the ball, you know, you want to kneel it uh, because it's a safer play. Um, no reason to. And then uh, we knew they had 10 seconds after the kick. So it was a good operation. All right, head coach Matt Eberflus following the uh, 12-10 win over the Minnesota Vikings tonight out at U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, congratulations to the Bears. A win's a win, is a win, is a win. And, you know, now they have four on the season, OB, and uh, two of the four wins came against teams that fired their head coach. Um, So... 
you know, is is the arrow pointed up? I think so. You know, they got a week off. Then we have Detroit back here in uh, Chicago in two weeks. So uh, we'll see if we can find a way to kind of sustain some of this uh, this good vibe. You know, a lot of good stuff in Detroit. Didn't get the win tonight. Not so much good stuff on offense, but they did find a W. Well, Dan, uh, you know, I uh, from week to week these these past uh, past several games, uh, you're, you're looking for somebody to if it's the head coach uh, or if it's the quarterback, it, it, you know, it's got to be somebody significant in the coaching area and somebody significant in the playing area in the players area, okay. And by the player, I'm talking a guy that I believe that has to be, and he's the only guy that has to be the difference maker, and that is the quarterback. And the fact of the matter is, Dan, we have not seen that. We have not seen that. All we do is basically lose. We lose I don't know how many different ways you want to call it or see it or look at it, but we lose, and that's all we've been doing. We only have four wins this year. What did we have last year? Three. three wins. Three wins last year. And you keep on going back and back. That's all we do is lose. And again, folks, let me say it again. <clears throat> the difference maker of the 53 people, the 53 kids on the team. I mean, obviously you got to have the coaches have to be bright, smart, up-to-date, and get their point across to the players as an individual and as a team. Okay. But what has to be is that quarterback has to be the guy that takes that team up to that new level that we haven't seen. He is the only one on that team can't do it. A defensive tackle can't do it. One receiver can't do it. He is the only one, the quarterback. And have we seen it so far? I don't think so. Maybe some of you people think we have. The only thing that I go by are wins and losses. And we are not very good folks, and for a reason, because we had a quarterback, in my opinion, that has not taken us to the next level. Fuel up for the Bears' next game. It's sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon by saving Mariano's fuel points. Take your money and mileage farther with Mariano's. It's a bye week coming up. Now, the Bears will then host the Detroit Lions on the 10th of no, uh, December, that is, at Soldier Field. It'll be a noon game. Another division game will be on the air with you at 11 a.m. for our pregame show on the 10th of December, so enjoy the week off here, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Big thanks to Sam Martino, Jack Heinrich, Krista Flores, and Adam Phillips for their help here tonight. Hampton OB has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears win it 12-10 over the Vikings.